Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. to today's Song of the Soul. My guest today is Justin Otto, and Justin's been on our program before sharing his Song of the Soul about a year ago, and he's sharing today how his spiritual journey, path, and beliefs have continued to evolve as he has graduated from college and continues down the path of his life. Justin, welcome back to Song of the Soul. You've been doing a lot. You've graduated since you did your last Song of the Soul, and you've got a job. Tell the folks what you're doing now. I'm a social worker at a nursing home in Black River Falls. We work with about 50 residents, and I handle admissions and discharges, and when issues come up, I'm the first one on the scene. And so I've had to handle a few bizarre situations so far, and I've really enjoyed myself. It's hard work, but it's really rewarding. Does this mean you get to be a patient advocate or a mediator? Oh, definitely. Um, One thing I enjoy doing is dealing with insurance companies because often they don't pay for benefits or nursing home stay. A large part of my job is just handling finances and helping people find medical assistance or home care or whatever they need. And that can be a very difficult thing, especially for someone who's new to the system. So I go through a lot of red tape that way. So are you a MBA and everything as well? I mean, is accounting your long suit? The math and the numbers stuff I hand on to someone else, but actually finding out what documents need to get together, what evidence of existing that people need to have in order to get certain benefits, 
a lot of these people haven't seen their social security card in a long time or they don't know where to find certain things, so I help them locate them and get new copies of things as needed. So is this a step up or a step down from your driving the kids around for the YMCA that you did while you were in college? I'd say a step up. The kids at the YMCA drove me insane, and I loved doing it, but after a while I just got too exhausted, and it became too overwhelming, and it's nice working with the elderly because they're a lot more patient with me. Do you actually get a chance to talk with them, to hear their stories? I think older people have richness of stories if you find the right space in which to listen to them. My favorite part of the job is sitting down with someone, holding their hand, and asking them to tell me stories about their childhood. Their face just lights up so much, and it's so good to revisit memories, especially when you're in a situation where you're so helpless. It's very empowering to go back and remember where you were and to share something, and that's what I really enjoy is just getting to know people on an intimate level like that. It's great stuff. I invited you back for Song of the Soul because I know that your spiritual journey has been continuing. I don't imagine that it's going to stop until you stop completely, but could you do a little reprise on where you've been and where you're at right now, where you see yourself as heading? Well, in college, I became very interested in the writings and teachings of Mary Baker Eddy, the founder of Christian Science. After I graduated, though, I had a series of hardships, and I fell in some difficult times for a while. And so I began to wonder the nature of, of suffering. I'm working now, and everything is fine, but I was very disorganized. Last spring, my thinking was to move out to the East Coast, um, I had some friends out there, and so I had all these plans set up. And then one after another, my plans just seemed to fall through. Just things weren't happening. I wasn't able to get everything organized. I was just burnt out from my internship and from working and trying to get my affairs sorted. I felt like I rushed my way out the door. And then this summer, a woman from my church died. And in Christian science, of course, they teach that death doesn't exist and that it's only an illusion. And so I attended her funeral, and I found it somewhat traumatizing because I, I was faced with the reality of death right in front of my eyes, and so were my friends and the people at my church. But the thing to do was just to deny that anything was going on, and it left me feeling very cold and unnerved. Well, a week after I attended this funeral, another person that I knew somewhat well passed away, and he was younger, and... It seemed to assert something, that death is real. And so I found myself on very shaky ground, especially considering that following school, I was unemployed for a long time and I couldn't find any work. I was supposed to be working this summer and that didn't happen. Things just weren't working for me. And I had expected, because of what my faith was teaching, that if I had the expectation, then everything would just come together, that it would just all happen. In Christian science, they teach that you need to expect the blessing before you have the faith to go along with it. And I just wasn't seeing that. And I explained that to members of my church, and they were very supportive, and we're still friends. But I still take issue with their teaching. What sealed the deal was when I found out that someone very close to me was sexually assaulted. I was just so blown away by that, just this idea of suffering. I was living under the illusion that if I had faith, and if I was strong in my faith, and I was very strong, even with what was going on, that bad things wouldn't really happen. 
And if they did happen, well, it was just my lack of awareness. And so my thinking changed completely, and I realized that, well, maybe suffering has a purpose, and maybe the awareness of suffering isn't necessarily a bad thing. And so after losing my job, after losing some friends, after um, coming close to suffering, I realized that I had to lose my church also. Let's go right into your music. I think your first song relates to this. It's Cat Stevens' song, On the Road to Find Out. And I think that's what you are. You're on the road to find out. What does this song really talk about for you? This song is off of the movie Harold and Maude, and it's about a young man who is focusing on the suffering and who realizes that life needs to be asserted somehow and that you need to find some validity to your experience, that you need to breathe in the outside world and accept it for what it is, which is very contrary to Christian science. So I chose this song because I felt like I was just starting out again, like the slate had been wiped clean, and so I went on a journey of my own. Let's listen to the song right now, and we'll talk a little bit more about it afterwards.
hoping someone would miss me Thinking about my home And the last home to kiss me Sometimes you have to moan But nothing seems to suit you But nevertheless you know We are locked towards the future Ooh. So off and on you go The seconds tick the time out There's so much left to know was On the Road to Find Out by Cat Stevens, who, since his conversion to Islam, his name is Yusuf Islam. Justin, what do you see as the overarching goal of your search, this road that you're going on? What are you headed toward? What I really want out of life, here and hereafter, is to find a sense of meaning, and I think it's what I've always wanted. I think that meaning is very nuanced and you really have to look for it and you have to be perceptive. You have to be alert in order to find it. One of the things that I've studied, majored in, is physics. And there was a point a hundred years ago where people thought, yeah, we've got the physical laws, you know, there's some details to clean up, but we've got it organized, we've got it clear, the universe makes sense. And then relativity and quantum mechanics, quantum physics comes in there. One of the implications many people draw from quantum physics is that the world is this set of probabilities, and that's all it is. The famous statement from Einstein was, God doesn't play dice with the universe. But in fact, as he learned more about it, he was wondering if that's what God's really doing. That's pretty traumatizing for many people, because we want to have meaning in what happens. It makes perfect sense to me. It feels to me like at a certain point you have a choice between accepting that there's meaning or accepting that it's all meaningless. 
And if you get on the meaningless path, then there's no reason to stay alive, because it is meaningless. Your next song, Stardust, by Clifford Brown, it's instrumental, but it talks about Stardust. Did you pick this song just because of the music, or was the title or the subject important to you? Well, sure, the title is important. One way that I feel that I really connect with God is through nature, and I especially love stargazing. So that's what I see as the subject matter of the song. The reason I chose it is because Clifford Brown, the trumpeter that we're going to hear next, was really a remarkable personality in the jazz world when he was famous because he rose to popularity at a time when jazz was about drugs, when jazz was about loose living, and it was very difficult for jazz musicians to lead a clean life. Clifford Brown was a brilliant man. He had a degree in mathematics. He was a chess player. He was clean. He didn't swear. He was just a remarkable person, and he died when he was young in a car accident. But his recordings still seem fresh today. If you listen to the tone of his playing, it's very bright and it's very unique, and it doesn't quite sound like any other trumpet style. It's very distinguished. And he's been described as optimistic, joyful, bouncing. It's really great music to listen to when you're going through a hard time, and that's why I chose it. If I get this right, part of what you're saying is that he's kind of showing you the way to joy, kind of like in the way in the movie Harold and Maud. Maud shows Harold the way to joy, to live out fully. And are you saying that this music kind of helps bring you from the suffering-centered world to recognizing more of the light? Right. It turns your attention higher. It's very life-affirming. It helps you realize that there are so many possibilities in the world that it's it's hard to just find a, a set pattern of thought and stick with it. Let's listen to the song. It's Stardust. It's by Clifford Brown. We're going to look for it to help lift us higher, just as Clifford Brown did throughout his short life.
No, Justin, I don't actually connect with a lot of instrumental music. There is some that feels strong for me, but I think part of it is because I don't really play an instrument. I can strum a guitar, but that's about it. You play several instruments to some degree, don't you? I love to borrow musical instruments from my friends and just fool around in them because I think it's a very meaningful way to spend time. And the more you play, the better you get, so I'm just sort of hooked on it. And which instruments do you tend to play with? My favorites are flute and piano, but I've also played trumpet and saxophone and guitar, accordion and clarinet, and many others. Well, let's go on to your next song. It's by Dead Can Dance, and they were part of your first Song of the Soul, Justin. I think you must connect a lot with their music. Why Ulysses, and why is that fitting into your Song of the Soul now? A lot of the music Dead Can Dance put together dealt with self-discovery. This summer I read... Ulysses by James Joyce, and I was very moved by it, even though I didn't understand the whole thing. There's a great quote from that book, History is a nightmare from which we must awaken. The book takes place during one day, June 16th, which is ironically the day that I picked it up for the first time and sat down to read it, and so that really uh, kept me going. There were so many coincidences that I experienced while reading the book. I guess there's a Phoenix Park in Dublin. As I was reading that section of the book, I was sitting in Phoenix Park here in Eau Claire, which had just opened up at the time. I'm not sure to what extent this song really represents the book or if that was the intention of the group, but this song is about self-discovery and overcoming the world and getting in touch with your real nature. Let's listen to it. It's Ulysses, and it's by Dead Can Dance.
That was Ulysses by Dead Can Dance. This is Song of the Soul. I'm Mark Helpsmeet, and my guest today for Song of the Soul is Justin Otto. And he's doing his second Song of the Soul. He did one uh, over a year ago, and now he's updating where he is on his spiritual journey and path. Justin, earlier when we were talking, you mentioned some things about the Christian science view of death or the non-existence of death. And I found it interesting that this song was by Dead Can Dance. Can you put into words for me more clearly what the Christian science view about death, since bodies obviously do cease to function, what does it mean that death isn't real? Jesus overcame death, and we are told to do the same. The Christian science view teaches that 
since the body is not real and what we consider life is not real, only the true spiritual life is real. This summer, as I was going through just trying to process the news of two deaths and my friend being sexually assaulted, I felt a little more in touch with my surroundings. I came to wonder if true spirituality is supposed to help us in this world while preparing us for the next. It didn't seem to me enough to make the distinction between real and unreal and leave it at that. Of course, Jesus suffered, but he found meaning in his suffering, and I think that's what he asked us to do also. Not to find denial, but to find meaning. Those events were pretty traumatic for your life. Not having the job, having the friends die, having a close friend who's obviously in the midst of some suffering with her trauma. What have you done that has helped you not just go down the dark hole? What have you been able to do that's led you to a lighter place? Music and reading and writing and opening my mind and understanding that the church I belonged to was an important part of my development, but not the final part. Ultimately, not worrying about doctrine, but just thinking about God, how I can serve God and how I can come to know God and how I can experience love in this world. For some people, these are pretty dark times for us. The whole war in Iraq, the whole distrust, I think, of our national government certainly pervades some of the people I'm involved with who are peace-oriented, who are justice-oriented. Has this had much effect on you and on your frame of mind? One reason I left Christian Science is the fact that they've remained very neutral through political change. And while I argue against the need for churches to make that their sole function to try to change the political climate, I still think that they exist. We all exist in the political climate, and we need to do something. I began going to a Quaker meeting, and one of the core teachings of the Quaker faith is peace, peacefulness, pacifism. I think about the Iraq war and it makes me very angry. I know that something has to be done, but it has to begin within ourselves. It has to start on the inside. Attending these meetings has really helped because it's helped me to find peace within my own thought. And I think that in doing so, you're able to spread that message. Is that what the next song is about? I mean, the name of the song is Peace. It's by Ornette Coleman. Is it about peace, or is it about anti-war? Is it about... I haven't actually heard it. Ornette Coleman is credited with starting free jazz, and that's jazz that isn't based on the piano, that isn't based on scales or modes or anything, but jazz that just comes from within. Spontaneous creation of music. This song is... It sounds very sad, but it's very uplifting also. Is that a kind of paradoxical thing? The sadness actually leads to lightness? How do you get uplifting out of a sad song? It's all about finding peace from within while there's war on the outside. Let's listen to it. Free Jazz by Ornette Coleman. The song is Peace.
That was Peace by Arnett Coleman. You're listening to Song of the Soul. My guest today for Song of the Soul is Justin Otto, and I'm Mark Helpsmeet. Justin, you mentioned before that it's important to be, I guess, involved in the world, living out your witness. It's not staying neutral. How do you do that in your life? I try my best to act it out through my profession. One of the values of social work is to work towards social justice, and I believe that it can be done one person at a time, and that as you work with people, you begin to understand the structure a little better, and you can come closer to the structure and try to make changes that way. I also believe that we can make a change through just trying to simplify our lives, getting rid of as much excess as possible, not being lulled into consumerism or popular trends, and understanding that the real important things are everlasting and that we should place our values with them. As we say in Quakerism, that friend speaks my mind. All those things I think are really key. And I'm really glad that you're starting this at a younger age than some of us, including myself, do. It's really cool to know that you're looking at those things and making those choices from a very young age. And I mean 10 years ago, you're already on your path. Let's go on to the next song. It touches on death or life or life after death also. It's called For the Widows in Paradise by Sufjan Stevens. Why this one? What's this song say to you? Sufjan Stevens is a very popular singer right now that an evangelical Christian friend of mine introduced me to. And his music is very happy, very optimistic, but it still brings in that element of suffering and understanding. For the Widows in Paradise is a good example of that, where it seems like a contradiction of terms to have widows in paradise. What's the idea here about widows in paradise? What's that got to do with the reality that you perceive of the afterlife? Well, I, I can't speak for the artist or his message, but I think our understanding of relationships in this world is limited. It touches on a truth, but it's very limited, and it's only in the the afterlife that we will really understand who we are and how we relate to each other. Let's listen to Sufjan Stevens talk about that. It's called For the Widows in Paradise. Dressed in bear 
Justin, you mentioned that Sufjan Stevens was introduced to you by an evangelical Christian friend of yours. Do you consider yourself to be an evangelical Christian, or how do you relate to that part of the religious world? Well, let's just say that I've learned to keep an amicable distance, that I feel a bond with everyone on a spiritual path, but I get nervous when I hear very... um, cut-and-dry doctrines. Uh, As I said before, I think that meaning and truth is very nuanced and that to try to reduce it to a personal, individual, single decision to accept God into your life, while I feel it is partly true, it's not the whole truth. Is that lack of a creedal certainty part of what fits for you with Quakerism, too? In Quakerism, it's not about speaking, it's about listening. If we trust the Bible, and the Bible says that God speaks to us in a still small voice, then shouldn't we spread the faith by leading others to listen to that voice? Let's go on to your last song for this song of the soul. I guess there could be a third one next year when you've traveled further down your path. So, Justin, you picked out a song called Bloodstream Runs, and it's by 
someone called Nature and Organization. I love the name, Nature and Organization, although sometimes I feel like that's part of nature that I don't have much control over, the organization section. So what's this song about, and what's it got to do with your spiritual path? In the refrain of the song, the words, God walked on earth in those days, now still in my heart he walks still, are sung. And I think that really speaks for everything for me, is understanding that in this day and age, it can be very hard to find an outward representation of God, but God is still within us. God still walks in our hearts, and that's where we should turn. What's the bloodstream runs? What's the title of the song mean with respect to that message? Blood is life, not just the blood of Jesus, but the blood of everything that lives, and life will continue to flow as long as we allow it, as long as we're receptive to it. Let's listen to it. The group is Nature and Organization. The song is Bloodstream Runs. Descended with the dog's blood rising, so then I ascended to the thunder perfect mind. Great grey blood speckled slabs of slate have fallen. This is my vision in the croaking, jeering world. All idiotic faces and swollen hearts. In the papers, the faces are not real. In the world, the faces are not real. In the heart of the heart, the face is real. The dead die abroad. The crows fly. The wolves fly. And four poorly painted cardboard horsemen sheet over the back of the winds. They are not legion, but closed. God walked on earth in those days. Now. Still. In my heart he walks still In the green fields far away there is a solid tree Mother and the sign she makes On the broken horse zodiac signs Yellow face passes All the rainbow her arms were All books piled up in dirty heaps Crater-like surface pitted Oh, bellissima if the seahorse was golden, cold and Talking back the bloody streams of God's own pain Why should we have compassion for others When God himself has had no pity on others Take back the blood speech, she said to me Certain colours came from her body She is alone God walked on earth in those days, now, still in my heart, he walks still. And the broken face of this horizon world is covered by crystal cross ice and the broken 
face of this horizon world is covered by crystal cross ice when this whole wide eyeless world size this eyeless world size Justin, you mentioned earlier when we were talking that part of your pursuit of joy, part of your finding of that lighter side, included reading and music and writing. And I think you write poetry, right? That's right, and I have for many years, and I will continue to write poetry. I think I started when I was five years old, and it's been a habit in my life ever since. I think you brought a little bit with you that you could share with us. Would you be willing to do that? Absolutely. This poem is called An Appeal to an Ideal, and it's about trying to find simple joy in life and letting that carry me through all the hard times. Someday, I will wake up on a bed of flowers beneath an orange sky and feel the soft breeze of summer on my skin and wonder why on earth I have been the places I have been. Someday, when my body finally cools to match my mind, and I need no more smoke or wine, and I realize what a fool I really am. I will laugh with affection like father to son as I watch the strange process of transformation and see who I have become, unhappy with exits, unhappy with pleasure, liberated by the search for love. Someday, I will stare at the sky and see the jagged outlines of pines below and know that it's enough. Thanks for sharing that, Justin. I really do hope that you find enough, that you go through the ocean of darkness and come to that infinite ocean of light and love that doesn't deny the darkness, but which sustains us while we deal with the darkness. Thanks very much for sharing your Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me, Mark. You've been listening to a Song of the Soul interview with Justin Otto. You can hear this program again via my website, Northern Spirit Radio, 
www.ncpcpodcast.org and on that site you can find a list of the music included in this program and further information and links regarding my programs. Song of the Soul is produced by Mark Helpsmeet. If you'd like to share your Song of the Soul with the listeners of WHYS-FM radio, please contact me via my email address, helpsmeet at usa.net. That's H-E-L-P-S-M-E-E-T at usa.net. And please join me Sundays at 11 a.m. for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song of the soul.